listen. Friendship. Entertainment. Welcome to Cinema 7. If you haven't listened to us before, we are a podcast about life, friendship, and entertainment. Uh, I am your host, Mario B. I usually am the host, sometimes in one-off podcasts. Uh, my other friends who do the podcast with me, John or Chris Hawk, will be the host. If you have been listening to Cinema 7, welcome back. Thank you for tuning back into Cinema 7. Uh, before I start this podcast, I want to mention everything that's going on with Ukraine and Russia. Uh, well, not everything, because I don't know everything, but I just wanted to sh- shout out some things that uh, if you want to support Ukraine uh, while uh, Russia's, you know, invading and, and what's going on over there, there, there is a, a lot of different places you can donate to to help Ukraine. There, if you search Ukraine support, uh, the NPR website has a page up of all the different places you can go to to support Ukraine. There's UNICEF. Uh, that's uh, health, nutrition, education, safe drinking water, uh, protection for families, uh, caught in the conflict in Ukraine. MSF, uh, they run a, a range of activities in Ukraine. Uh, working with local volunteers and organizations and uh, healthcare professionals, ways to help people travel, medi- medications, uh, Voices of Children. It's a U- Ukraine uh, organization, a charitable foundation, uh, help provide psychological and mostly mental support for uh, children affected by this conflict. Uh, Sunflower of Peace, nonprofit organization raising money to prepare uh, first aid, medical, tactical backpacks, and and things like that for doctors on the front lines. Uh, International Committee of Red Cross. Uh, this is a Switzerland-based organization. Um, they're trying to help the people in Ukraine. Uh, U- Ukrainian. They work with the Ukrainian Red Cross. Uh, Save the Children, uh, based in London. Um, they're they're helping a lot of children uh, caught in a crossfire and and trying to help them get out of the country. I guess you can donate to the UN Refugee Refugee Agency, though the UN really I, I don't know how much support they're doing other than sending possibly weapons and things like that. Uh, care they're raising money uh, for Ukraine, uh, hygiene kits, uh, anything, food, water. They uh, prioritize women and girls, families, and the elderly, it says. International uh, Medical Corps. Um, 
There's a bunch. Uh, I'm sure there's some other ones you can find uh, online, but um, definitely try to help support Ukraine and donate to some of these. I have because uh, this is stupid that innocent people have to die for no reason uh, just because somebody wants resources or, or land you know, for power, it, it's, it's a giant dick swinging contest and, and it's ridiculous how, uh, this affects people's lives who have no, you know, they just, they just want to live their life. And a lot of these people are getting bombed or, uh, getting caught in the crossfire. Like a lot of these things say, uh, and it's a shame. And, and I think the biggest thing that bothers me is that the people who go to fight the wars for these other people are all okay with doing doing it because oh it's their job or or whatever like if you're humane or if you're uh i don't know like i just don't understand if you're in the military and you could just go do this and, and not say no. Like, I, I, I feel like there should be a thing, like an uprising of like, no, we're not going to go kill innocent people just because you want land. And, and I know there's a whole brainwashing manipulation technique that leaders do and stuff like that. But I'm not saying that people don't feel bad for what they're doing. I'm sure there's a lot of Russian people in the, mil in the Russian military who are probably going to be mentally and psychologically affected by what they're doing to these other people. Look what happened when we went to Vietnam. It, it, it created a whole collapse of the, of mental illness and, and stuff for the military. And, and, uh, that's a whole other subject, uh, you know, mental illness in, in our military and, and how they're not getting help or how they can't really support each other getting the the proper help that each other need because you know it's deemed uh what do they say uh unhonorable discharge or whatever you get kicked out or whatever the case may be it it's it's all it's all crazy it's all sick to me you know the war politics uh army bullshit you know military and fighting and just innocent people having to die for no reason is beyond me and I, I feel like if it is resources you know i haven't done a lot of research i've only seen a like different point of views uh if it is resources i i feel like as a society we have to stand up and be like you know what we need to figure out ways to limit the resources that we are used to like gas oil you know el electricity and and pollution and and just figure out a way to better power the things that we use on a daily basis. It sucks that we're not trying hard enough to figure those things out and, and we're still fighting war and causing chaos over national resources that uh, we don't need to use. That just makes things worse. Like uh, air pollution and, and shit like that. Uh, yeah, I'm not the smartest person when it comes to this stuff. I mean, I'm not highly educated. I don't like to research this stuff because I, I, I just don't, I have an, I have a strong opinion about like war and, and, and fighting these type of battles and things like that. I think it's, 
I think it's ignorant. I think it's stupid. I, I think that people could say no. I wish pe- a lot of people would stand up and say no. I don't know. I don't know really where to go with this this subject because it it it's crazy to think about to me like how we're just how this conflict is affecting people in Ukraine who were once uh controlled by a communist ruling nation got free of the communist ruling nation started their own democracy and now are being tr- trying to take over in a basically another communist uh, leading nation who disguise themselves as a democracy. But I, I could care less about politics. I could care less about what the right and wrong thing to do is. Uh, sending people over there, sending soldiers and shit like that. Like, um, sure, we probably should. You went, the UN should, NATO should, uh, you know, other European countries should probably send. Uh, more than just uh, aid over there when it comes to uh, weapons and, and, and things like that. The only thing I can hope is that everyone in Ukraine who is staying and fighting uh, opens up a can of whoop-ass. Because if Russia fails, because farmers, city folk... Uh, average people just kick the living shit out of them. Uh, I feel like Putin is fucked. And I mean, what do you do after that? You you you, you lost. You lost to at normal people. Okay, you you suck. Uh, and not only that, you tried to invade their country, and you didn't succeed. So, bye. You know, maybe someone, maybe they kill him. Maybe his own people kill him. Or maybe they just kick them out and put them in jail or something and, and they have a, someone else come into power. But, you know, I, I don't stand with governments. I know our country is probably full of shit when it comes to anything it says. I could care less about sending, stop sending trade and, and shit like that to Russia. I mean, that sucks because there's people over there who are not involved in this conflict or don't want to be involved in this conflict that are going to get affected by it because of what Putin's doing. But I, you know, politics aside, uh, war and shit like that aside, uh, the fascination and glorifying of war, first of all, is stupid. But I just stand with the Ukrainian people and I I hope and, and, you know, I, I wish that Everything is going to be all right, and there's and more people are going to be okay than than there are who are not going to be okay. Because innocent people dying for no reason is stupid. So try to donate to anything that can help support Ukraine uh, in this time of time of need. Hopefully, it gets to them, and, and hopefully, everything for those people will be all right. And and I I don't know what to think. I I think that. Uh, right now we're definitely not the good guys in the situation because we're not really doing anything. But you know who can be? Society, people, us. We can we can help any way we can. And donating to these Ukrainian um organizations to to help over there is um the best we can do at the moment. So please do that. I will. Okay, one last thing. I will say the old lady. 
old Ukrainian lady who handed out sunflowers to Russian soldier, soldiers and said, uh, these are going to be for uh, your grave. Uh, completely badass. And uh, she she's a badass. I know America has a saving hero complex of itself, uh, but moving on from that subject, uh, which it's, it's hard to because of all the things going on, but um, let's see. Uh, I got a lot of things I want to talk about. There's some movies I saw. I've only seen three movies this year so far. I'm going to see Batman this weekend. Um, I'm also seeing Coheed in Cambria this weekend with uh, all my friends. Hoping I don't see my ex because I will have to leave the building. I don't want to be in the same area as her, especially if she's with a significant, a new significant other. Like, that's going to bother me. Um, I can talk about that a little later. But uh, the three movies I've seen this year so far, I saw Moonfall, which uh, is twist after twist and turn, and, and uh, is just uh, all kinds of different genres combined into one. First of all, it's uh, portrayed as a disaster movie. Okay, when you see the trailer, but there's something fishy, you know, going on in the moon. Um, in the beginning of the movie, you kind of see this thing that could definitely be intelligent life hitting a NASA space station um, or or some uh, or a NASA ship fixing uh, satellites or something land on the moon. Okay, you're like, oh shit. The moon is starting to crash towards Earth, okay? Does total disaster movie then. There's flooding, uh, thing, pieces of the moon is flying towards Earth. Uh, it, it's crazy. Uh, they have to they figure out what it is. It's this intelligent life form that's up there and that's pushing the moon towards, or somehow from it being inside the, the moon, it's... It's causing it to unorbit the Earth, and it's falling into the Earth. When the when the intelligent life form leaves the Moon, the Moon brings itself back into orbit, because it it I guess it naturally is is uh, supposed to be there. So then uh, they go to the Moon to try to lure this thing out or destroy it. It fails. They go inside the Moon again to try to to, to find it. They get inside the Moon. Okay, and you find out it's a mega structure, which the one character is saying that the whole entire movie, and you're like, he's just a crazy conspiracy theorist. Then you find out it's actually a mega structure, and then this is when the movie becomes like a total science fiction movie. And uh, people who probably believe in lizard people and and uh, that we are basically descendants of people from Mars or whatever probably really love this movie. It's crazy, but it, it, the experience of seeing it with one of my friends was was definitely the highlight of the whole film. I saw Death on the Nile with the same friend, okay? Uh, much better than the first movie with the train. Uh, that was ridiculous. Uh, I think the build-up to the mystery on the train was better, though. Where on Death of the Nile, the build-up to the mystery really wasn't that great. Because it's pretty obvious 
who it is the whole entire time. The movie itself, though, is better overall because of acting and all the characters are just better. The plot isn't isn't as... I don't know. I, I feel like this movie is a better film. The first one's a better mystery. It's just that the payoff in the first one is bad. And even though this one is predictable in Death in the Nile, it's better. Yeah, so, you know, if you want to see Death in the Nile, go ahead. If you like the first movie, or if you like uh, detective stories and noir. So check it out if you like things like that. I also saw uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the new one, on Netflix. I actually really liked this. I, I thought it was uh, pretty entertaining. In older horror movies, the pacing uh, can be a little boring because it takes very long in some old school horror movies to set up uh, what's going to happen. But in a way, it's better storytelling that way. In this one, it, it kind of cut to the chase really fast and to the point. And I like the way it did it. I've never seen the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I've seen the remake in 2003 or 2004. I've seen all the other ones after that, unfortunately. That one with Jessica Biel was really good. This one, I would say, is, is right up there. I don't know how to, I don't know how else to describe it. I think you have to watch it. If you have Netflix, definitely check it out if you like horror movies. Uh it's very gory where in old school horror sometimes there's not a lot of gore. I mean, Halloween, Friday the 13th, or original Halloween actually wasn't very gory. Uh it was mostly like Friday the 13th that was um and all those old campy 80 movies that were where they tried to amp up the gore. But like old school horror movies, uh, it's mostly about enticing fear in you and and, uh, you wondering what's going to happen next and making that scary. Uh, This is mostly gory, I would say. So if if you're into old school horror, like original Halloween, uh, you might not like this. But if you're into like the more of the 80s horror movies, uh, you'd probably really enjoy this. What else have I been watching? Uh, I know West Side Story just dropped on Disney Plus and HBO Max. I saw that in theaters on Christmas Day uh, by myself. I thought it was good. I think I talked about it a little bit on the podcast where I thought it was awkward in some scenes because I think if you were to, you know, like modernize it, there'd be a lot of different things about that movie. Uh, For one, I don't care how much you love somebody. Uh, if somebody killed your brother, you are definitely not going to fuck with them no more. Okay. I don't know if love at first sight is a thing anymore. I, I kind of want to see a modern take on this. But uh, I definitely don't think it's an Academy Award movie because it's, it's a blatant remake of the original. Maybe casting deserves something because... They cast actual Puerto Ricans in the movie uh, for the Puerto Rican roles. And if you watch the original, there's a lot of white people playing Puerto Rican. I've been watching uh, Euphoria. Well, I finished Euphoria, but I, but that's one of the things I've been watching. Uh, I watched both seasons. I'm all caught up. 
Um, at first, I was like, okay, this isn't really my cup of tea. It does kind of remind me of like an 80s type of movie, the way Zendaya's character narrates it. Almost like, uh, trying to think of, uh, of like a 80s teen movie. Uh, just with more drama and and more artsy type of filmmaking involved. Uh, the cinematography in this show is definitely top tier. Uh, the music in this show is top tier. Uh, anytime there's a, a music uh, or a song in, in, a, in a certain scene or sequence, it's perfectly well placed. It feels it feels good. It, it makes you uh, definitely feel the emotions of the scene or what they're trying to portray. Uh, it's artsy. There's or or trying to normalize representation in 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 the teen in. I guess in the teen community or the teen high school. I don't know how else to say it, but uh, at first I thought this show glorified sex. I thought it glorified uh, underage nudity. I thought it glorified drugs, drug use, but there's a lot in this show that uh, it shows you the effects of drug use. It shows you the effects of, of not only uh, relapsing, but also going through rehab and it, it, it reflects other people in your life, what they go through. If you are addicted to drugs, it's a good show. I I, I enjoyed watching it. It's just that there's like things happening that are just so overly dramatic, like high school guy, like the high school guy, the main, uh, asshole in the show uh nate breaking into people's houses and beating up college guys or breaking into someone's house without the parents knowing um maybe i just come from a hyper uh sensitive family where you know i feel like my family would be searching through the whole house or or something like that you know and they'd be like oh shit what the fuck are you doing in here yeah this kid gets away with a lot of things and i don't feel like he really would there's a lot of likable characters. You see a lot of flaws in the show, and I think that's one of the best things about the show is you see every character's flaw, but you you know that they're better than their flaws. Especially Zendaya's character because she's the main character, so they want you to relate to her more. I think my favorite character is probably Lexi, and the second season, the last two episodes of the second season are why. I recommend it to anyone who likes 80, 80s teen movies and anyone who's a fair, uh, a fair, anyone who's a fan of artsy cinematic films with, with good music to help you recognize the emotions and the feelings of what you're watching. And, and there's a lot of, um, obviously mental health involved in the show and and that's something I always bring up and always talk about because I I go through my own mental health um I have depression and anxiety and and cyclothmic disorder or whatever the fuck it's called uh and uh you know I I go to therapy and and um it's uh so I I real I I kind of tie things to how I am 
mentally. And and right now, you know, I, I have been dealing with a lot of emotions lately this this year. Um for a while now actually. Uh depression has been kicking my ass and my self esteem has been at my lowest. But, you know, like I said last episode, I've I've been working out. I've been going to the gym for a l- over a month now. Probably since the beginning of January. Um, I haven't seen a lot of, uh, I guess, I, I, I feel good. I see a little bit of the progress, but it, it doesn't feel like I'm progressing uh, as much as I, I could, I guess. I go for an hour a day, five days a week. Probably because I still eat like shit, and I still drink iced tea, sugar intake, and stuff like that. That is also, <laughs> you know, made me not feel good. And I, I think when you have depression and, and really high anxiety, like I do, you're very hard on yourself. And, and normally, I, very, I am very hard on myself. And I want to talk about, uh, you know, my past relationship and, and how hard I've been taking that and how hard I've been on myself with that. But I don't want to keep bringing that up every episode. You know, I want to keep harping on that. And I did say earlier, you know, I'm going to Coheed and I brought up the ex and seeing her and stuff and how that would make me feel and, and how emotional I would get. But, you know, my self-esteem has been pretty low lately and, and uh, it's working out has helped a little bit but at the same time i guess when i was younger and i i would go to the gym a lot i guess cuz i was younger my body my metabolism just worked faster so i guess that i built the muscle quicker where now that i'm 32 it's harder to do it unless i'm actively they're longer and more, or or maybe it's the type of workouts I'm doing, or the type of things I'm doing there, or and and you know obviously diet is a big thing too when you're older. So it's a, it's a process, and, and there's a lot of progression um, going on. But there there's a lot of things that you know when you're trying to change and and, and uh, focus more on the things that you're trying to. Depression and anxiety, especially, you know, self-esteem, having a low self-esteem, it affects your ability to change. And there's, I see all these things that are like, you control this, you control that, and you have to get yourself out of this before you do anything. Um, For example, let's talk about relationships, okay? So, you know, one of the major things you always see is you control your behavior and you have to adjust your behavior. Understandable. You have to control your mental health and, and seek therapy and, and, and that goes along with behavior, right? So, but but it's, it's all focused around you controlling yourself, getting better yourself, bettering yourself before you take any other steps forward, which is fair. But at the same time, when people have depression, anxiety, and you know, some people have bipolar disorder, some people have hardcore trauma, and you know, we all have a little bit of trauma. How we deal with it obviously is on us, and and, and 
I agree with that statement. But at the same time, it's hard for a lot of people to deal with that trauma. And I feel like if you're dating someone, you have to be patient with someone. And, and so I hate the notion that it's all on them and they have to work on it. Because I, I went through that type of, not mental abuse, but like, I didn't have the support. I had support, but it wasn't the support I needed. And you don't need to, like, even if, if you unlove yourself, you can still, you are still worthy of love. And, and, and I know people push for you to love yourself first before you get into a relationship, but I, I think that's kind of bullshit because we need support. We need emotional and, and mental support. We need, we need someone to push us forward sometimes. People need that, that push and pull, and, and that's how a relationship is. You, know, you give and take uh, uh, 100% each into each other. So. You know, I, I, I've been struggling with depression. I've, um, I'm not as low as I was last month. Last month, you know, I don't even want to talk about uh, some of the places I, I, I was and some of the places I've been. I, I've gotten myself out of there. Um, I don't want to go back. But, you know, you don't know when that can creep up on you again. Right now, I'm feeling much better. And... The podcast is definitely a therapeutic thing for me to use, to talk, to edit, to put these topics together. Helps me. And uh, watching movies, going to the movie theater, watching TV shows, it all helps me. Um, Working out has helped me. Cooking my own meals with Blue Apron has actually helped me. I actually really like Blue Apron. I like getting two to three meals a week or every other week and, and, and you know, obviously spreading them out between the week But when I get them. But to cook, the, to cook those, those meals and, and to know that they're not really bad for you because most of them are vegetarian options and I'm trying to go about that, but it's... I don't know, it's helped me. You know, but speaking of other things I watch, I watched the first episode of uh, Our Flag Means Death. Actually pretty good. Pretty funny show. I, I really dig it. Um, if you like Flay of the Concords, if you like What We Do in the Shadows, if you like... Uh, trying to think. Um, what this is kind of like. Uh... An ensemble of side characters from other things coming together to make a comedy show where they're all trying to be badass pirates. It's hilarious. I dig it. I like it and I recommend it. I'm going to watch the other two episodes that are out. Um, hopefully I keep enjoying it. We'll see. Uh, I don't think I have anything else I really wanted to talk about. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, there is something else. So. I had a Spider-Man episode. I took that down. I took down a few episodes recently. Uh, one was Escapism. I took that down for my own personal reasons. Uh, also, an introduction episode I took down. And I took down uh, 
the responsibility episode I put up that was about Spider-Man and, and uh, all the different themes and stuff in Spider-Man. I took that down for for a reason, and uh, there's something else I took down. But I've been I've been seeing on the internet that you know this this plot hole of sure people all have forgotten who Peter Parker is in Spider-Man No Way Home, or at the end, and he makes his own outfit and he's still going to pursue being Spider-Man. But there's hard evidence, actual physical evidence that Peter Parker is Spider-Man in that universe. So where does that go? And if it's still around, wouldn't they see this guy flying around, find this evidence and be like, oh, that's Peter Parker. Apparently, the writers of the movie and possibly the director responded and said that they have an answer for this, but they can't give out that information at this time. Which means that they haven't thought about anything clever enough to figure out why. And the only thing I can think of is when people forgot who Peter Parker was, the evidence just vanished. I mean, if Thanos can thap, you know, snap his finger and half of the galaxy or the universe disappears, why can't when a spell happens, magic, uh, hey, everyone's going to forget Peter Parker any physical evidence of Peter Parker just disappears. There you go. I solved it. Hopefully that's what they go with. You know, that's that's pretty much all I really wanted to uh talk about. I don't have a lot of other things. Um next I know I said last episode I had a special episode coming next week, but I got pretty busy with work. I was getting off late, you know, for the entire month of February. You know, going to the gym after work and, and then, uh, you know, just just trying to put my life back in perspective after, you know, my relationship ended has, has really kind of taken up my time and, and, you know, trying to figure out how to, how to get myself on the right path so that I can start, I don't even know if I want to start dating again, really. I, I don't. I don't feel like being in another relationship, probably ever. I gave uh, my last one everything I had. And when you feel like you do that and it still fails, like me, um, you pretty much, you don't know what else to do. Like, in a sense of love or relationships, you, you, I don't know, I don't want to put that out there anymore. I don't want to... I don't want to have to start over or go through that again. And I know that's, you know, people have told me it's okay to start over. I know that. But when you're with somebody who that's all you, you, you want with them is, is a life and, and you're with them and you give them everything you got and, you know, you just do what you can for them every day. There's a lot of energy there that, that feels... Like it was, uh, like, like, I don't know. It just, just makes you feel, doesn't make you feel good. Makes you feel real bad. And, uh, that feeling of hurt is still there from all that. And, and, uh, you know, it, it, there's a lot of things I need to work on. And, and even if I get it right, I think there's, you're always working on yourself. So, you know, 
maybe the next one there I'll have other issues and and they don't want to be with me for those issues and and everyone's like oh you'll find the right person and you know you'll who will support you and won't run away or whatever the heck the thing is but i i just i don't know if anybody else out there if you can relate to that you know like you give your all to something no matter who's right or who's wrong in a relationship, you wanted it to go forward and you wanted a life with somebody. And now that it's over and you have to, I don't know, I don't know how to phrase it. You know, it doesn't matter when you see other people together in a house that they just bought together. If you see, how other people live together. If you see how other relationships are working and, and are functional and, and, you know, they're obviously, you know, they're all in on each other in, in a house or, or in an apartment or whatever the case may be. They're living their life together. And you see that on a daily basis. And the only person you can think about is the person you were last with because you wanted all of that with them. Um, it's kind of hard to want, I guess, that again, if that makes any sense. I can't find the right words for all of it right now. I'm sure after the podcast is over, I'm going to be like, damn, I should have said this. Damn, I should have said that. But anybody out there who's sad or not doing okay but you're still waking up in the morning and you're giving it your best uh, keep doing it and, and don't give up uh, I support you even if I don't know you like you're doing the best you can and that's that's all you can ask for out of somebody I did want to mention uh, my friend's band The Isles you can look them up on Facebook E-Y-L-E-S uh, the band is is a metal band, so if you're into that, uh, this is definitely the band for you. They're they're local. They're they're starting to do shows locally here in Virginia. Um, they did one in Richmond. They've done one in Virginia Beach. Uh, I think they're doing another one in Virginia Beach soon. Um, they're gonna come out with their first EP soon, which is big news. And if you've listened to Cinema 7 before if you've or if you've been a listener of Cinema 7 and you've heard my friend uh George who we call Beer Money it's actually his band so I'm trying to get them on to talk about their band uh and talk about what their next show is and 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 this EP so you'll probably in the future hear uh from them so look forward to that and definitely check them out on YouTube and Facebook that's what they're mostly on. And if you follow them on Facebook, you'll get a sweet sticker. Because I got one. And I put it on my car. So how about them apples? Uh, other than that, I don't have anything else to talk about. Uh, hopefully you guys um, have been watching movies. Hopefully you guys have been watching TV shows. Hopefully you guys have found your peace of mind. Hopefully you're not playing Elden Ring and raging and destroying controllers. Hopefully you have found something that relaxes you. Anyway, I'm Mario B of Cinema 7. 
And I hope you have a good night. Hope you have a good day. I hope you have a good rest of wherever you're at right now. Peace out. Check. Don't matter what you look like. Don't matter what you wear.